Oh man, it's going down, bro. It's it's going down. You know, Mike check, Mike check one two one two. I hear a little feedback, but it's all good because we back. You know how that go. Welcome to another episode, and actually, it's not even a regular episode of Ninety Nine Pod. Can y'all hear me? I'm good. I hear some echo in the back, man. I can hear you. It might be my. It might be my AirPods. I might have to take it off. Yeah, I heard some echo in the back, man. It was like everything I was saying, I heard. I'm like, damn it, we got a parrot up in here. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good. Yeah, it's better. It's much better now. All right, perfect. Okay. Well, once again, sorry for the unorthodox entrance here. Welcome to it's the collaboration my- that the nation didn't know it needed, which is WTF, not 1999, which I'm explain everything further and how this works. But um, I'm actually going to introduce my guest co-host here who's also co-hosting this collaboration with me sean michelle what's going on what's going on what's good my guys how you doing ja and zay very good to be with you guys tonight Orthodox monday way but my monday has been actually unorthodox so it's swinging right into normalcy for me why not? Absolutely. Why not stay like that? You know. <laughs> Absolutely, man. You know, you got a normal schedule, but outside ain't normal. I can tell you that for sure. We're gonna talk about right. some things that's happening outside. Facts. But um, Zay, my co-host Zay's in the building. He's down to collab. He's down to give his perspectives. He's gonna make it do what it do. Good vibes. What's going on? Hey, what's up, y'all? If y'all watched, you know, the early '99 pod, you know, I'm always in paradise and never complaining. He can't um always stay, always keeping it real as possible um i can't wait to talk on this show today i'm actually really excited for it and i'm ready to lock in with lil and Shar. i'm ready to go let's get it you're now tuned in to your midnight night marauder, marauder. Yeah. programming with your girl Shar michelle it's definitely going to be a collaboration for sure and we might as well begin we might as well get right to the cut Right to the chase, right to the chicken. Oh, actually, I'm gonna play a clip, and we're gonna explain what went down in the NBA. Great man, you know the fans and everything. Like this is my second home. You know I've had a lot of fun here, um, as well as Dallas. I've said it a lot, so you know it's great to come back and get a win in the first game. Hey Cam, are you aware of the fact that he said that when he came back to Brooklyn, he had to bring the good look because you guys were lacking that? I, I seen it, but I was like, man, he just talking for the last. We already had good looking dudes, no homo. <laughs> but you know how it go. <laughs> All right. Sure, the legal office will enjoy that. Wow. <laughs> As you see at the bottom of your screen, Cam Thomas is fine. 40K for saying no homo. And even my guy, the interviewer, knew it. He already said it, man. You're going to hear from the league office. He already knew. Okay? He, he already knew what was going down. So we got some great minds here on this mic. And I'm going to simply deflect this question to y'all and then add my perspective to, you know, to carry on and, Shaw, I'm going to start off with you. The mic is yours. What do you think about this? All right in in this direction, because I have something to say about that. Speaking of not 99, this show ain't 99. No one got fined in 1990-nothing for saying no. No. Should I say it? I'm afraid I might get fined. (laughs) No one got fined for that back in the 90s. That actually was just a term, like, really identifying with you not being homosexual. So now we can't identify with not being homosexual by saying no homo. Are you kidding me? This is a very topsy-toby world that we're living in right now. Everyone, and I can include myself in this 
everyone is confused because if you can't say that i didn't it didn't it didn't say anything it wasn't about any other thing other than identifying with not being homosexual by him saying he was attractive how else do you word it i am not homosexual but i do thank you for that comment i mean come on <laughs> it's not 99 anymore you guys <laughs> what? it's a lot man say i'm gonna let you respond to that <laughs> You know, in a world where everything is run by money, not only is the league run by money, people are in, under contracts. They have people to re report to. They have contracts on the line for this for these measures. And if the wrong image is portrayed, if the uh, wrong things are said and wrong things are, are used as clickbait in the media and is used to cut up to make other pieces, uh, you know, in, in anti-Semitic nature, as we've seen earlier this season, when things have, people get the wrong idea, get the wrong message, and they don't understand, they cause a fury. It's anger. People go on the social media, start cursing things out. They go to the higher-ups and those higher-ups, and then it reaches to the person who's the owner of Nike, owner of uh, Puma, owner, owner of all these different corporations that support the NBA and throw millions and close to billions of dollars towards the NBA. You can't say certain things. That's just how it is. You want to get paid? You can't say things. You can't say no homo. You know, people, you know, at least me growing up, I know when people said no homo, it was just to say, yeah, you know, that's not in terms of I think you're attractive or, you know, in a playful manner. It's a very playful manner. It's not disrespectful towards the people, but a lot of people didn't grow in the circles I grew up in. A lot of people grew up in different circles where everything is a literal meaning. And some people get very, very offended, extremely offended. Almost to the point where they'll take your money away. $40,000 to be exact. So it's something that you have to watch his mouth. And, you know, the way they say, all right, this is a warning. They take away a big portion of your check. He's still a rookie on a, under rookie contract. That $40,000 hit his pockets. Definitely. It hit his pockets. So that's something that's like, all right, hey, you know, we'll take only $40,000 this time. But next time it might be your career. I mean, look, man, is he supposed to say yes, homo? Like, hey, would that make the difference? Yes, homo. I meant it. You know what I'm saying? I'm a good-looking guy. I like guys. Yes, homo. <laughs> Is that going to change everything? Or are we going to have the same reactions if he said, yes, homo? And I mean that. And that's where the agenda comes into place, right? When you talk about the agenda where you look back on society with things that you could have said back then that you can't say now. You'll be fine. You'll be ridiculed. You'll be fired. You'll be blackballed. You'll be canceled if you said those things, right? now. You did hint at it a little bit, Zay, about Kyrie Irving and his situation um, subliminally when you talked about um, the documentary, Wake Up um, Black People, Hebrews and Negroes, right? And he simply posted a documentary on his Instagram story, and somehow he received a suspension by the NBA for sharing a story. Didn't say nothing. Didn't say no. Didn't have no caption, nothing like that. Just posted it, and he got suspended. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, why is this guy suspended? He met with Adam Silver. Adam Silver came out and said, I don't believe Kyrie Irving is anti-Semitic, right? Everybody's saying that. All right, why is he still suspended? And that's where we get to the uniformness about society and how sensitive society is and how soft the NBA is. You combine that, we live in a hell of a society here. And you know me, it's 10, 16 Eastern time. The little Shadamas hours is here. Okay, so I'm going to give you the real deal because that's what I do. That's and right I now... This example of Cam Thomas getting fined 40K for saying no homo, it basically tells us where we are and gives us that harsh reality of where we are 
as a society today. And something got to be done. Something got to be fixed because this ain't it right here. But sure, I'll pass it right to you again I, to hit it off. I have to say that 40K of a word that wasn't aimed at anyone specifically in a demeaning way. It, it sounds an alarm. I'd like to also, I'd also like to call in the question, who are they that are making these decisions to find? We need to have public knowledge of who they are, because a lot of times when we say they, it seems like there's this invisible invisible person in the room. Well, we know what we're talking about is the person with the most power, the elite, but I need a name behind that because whoever made that decision, or if someone says that Jewish people, most Jewish people own most of the media and, and that's called anti-Semitic, I wonder why that stating something that they might consider obvious is anti-Semitic or a trope towards hate. I have to understand who is making these decisions because I'm not making these decisions. And if I were making these decisions, I might need the I might need a broader perspective of how to generate that into a law by a person saying no homo, not with like throwing anything at him. They didn't punch him. He didn't spit on him. He didn't do anything. He just he validated something that he didn't identify with. And so since we're talking about identifying with 40000 I don't identify with being minus $40,000 because somebody from the bank will have to put that money back in my check, Tommy. <laughs> I don't That's identify right. with the broke, but nobody's finding me for that. Look, I think for me, when you talk about who is they, right? We hear that broad term. I even use it, they, right? Who's they? Who the hell is they? It's not Zay. Who's they, right? I'll tell you who's they, right? They is what we call the powers that be. Now, who is the powers that be? I don't know. Nobody knows. These are people. These are shadow people that basically dictates what could be said and what can't be said in society. Like, you have to think about it. Why was it able to be said in the past? For example, I'm, I have quotes here that things that were said that could have been deemed, you know, um, what this is, but, you know, in the same category. For example, the boondocks, one of my favorite shows. You, you hear that term? Nigga, you gay. You hear that term, right? And that show was on for about a couple years, almost a decade, and it concluded in 2014. So just in 2014, you could have said that line, nigga, you gay, in 2014. About, I don't know, maybe I should have had Skip Mac about nine years ago, right? Let's rewind. Let's go back to 1994. And I don't know if that song came out that year. I know the album did. Um, Nas' album, Illmatic, one of the greatest albums of all time. And one of his, his songs, Halftime, he said it, and I quote, Versatile. My style switches like a faggot. But I'm not bisexual. I'm intellectual. So he could say that then. If he says that now, he's canceled. Think about it. If Illmatic, what people deem to be, the greatest hip-hop album of all time, and I concur, I do agree, it is. If that came out now, that would have been the headliner. He would have got canceled. That album would not be historic. Just think I'm about it. surprised they haven't dug that one up from the from the grave. Just That's a fact. I was saying that to myself when I was listening to that song. I'm like, wait, hold up. This is still on the, on the track? I think, okay. they, I think they pick and choose their cancel, cancel objects because I don't think that Nas has done enough in in the industry to rub people the wrong way for them to just for him to all of a sudden 30 years later rub, rub somebody the wrong way from that from that objective i think this is more or less and i, I don't know zay and, and and lil if you guys can 
maybe have a look at it this way. I think what we have entered into, and I've always thought this about sports, especially majority black playing uh, athletes, sports, is that in America, I, 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 I looked at things with a pragmatic eye, but also I, look, I try to look at the perspective around everything. And I, what I've noticed is that sports is huge for America. And 90% of the athletes are, in fact, around that percentage, African-Americans or Blacks. And then, you know, um, there's other athletes from other parts of the world and whatnot as well. And, and uh, I just wonder if we moved, if we put Black athletes, because we're going to be great. We're entertainers. I get that. We're, they are entertainment at this point. But we have the owners. Look at the owners. Look at the athletes. Look at the owners. The owners, to me, resemble... If I look back in the history books, they resemble to me that of the ownership of slaves. Okay? So what we do is we get these strong, built-bodied men, black men who can play these sports. We throw them some money because this is nothing, whoever they are, the owners. And we throw them a little chip. We, got, we have the world entertained. We make everybody want and wish they had that money, so they break their back, so they go and try to get it by listening to the rap music and laying on a ball like San Quan and blah, 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 blah. It's a perpetual maze of people, of black people still being in slavemanship because they control whether what you can say. You're black and you got money and you're a grown man, but you can't say no homo without getting your money. You don't say that. I'm taking your money. And I'm not saying that it's okay to, to be rude. I don't think that that was a rude. I think he was, again, I think that was a reflection of what he thought, what he didn't identify with being homo. I didn't, I didn't hear him say anything volatile. So I, I get alarmed when I hear volatile nature. So I didn't hear that. What I think is what I'm saying is I gather that this is some, in a lot of ways, it can be considered or construed as a slave owner slapping them on the wrist and saying, stay in your place. That's a topic we could talk about. Absolutely. We want to get there in a few minutes. Zay, I have a question for you. And um, feel free to respond to anything we said before you answer the question. Or I just want to throw this your way. I know, you know, we all sports fans here, right? We are very big sports fans. And I know that your favorite sport, your bread and butter is basketball, right? And I know when you talk about the NBA, I've heard, I've heard this connotation about the NBA being a player empowerment, you know, league compared to the NFL. A lot of people deem the NFL as the slavery league and they look at the NBA like, you know, Adam Silver's for the players. There's a lot of player empowerment. Guys could request trades and, you know, have this type of um, freedom to an extent. Right. But do you think that it is really player empowerment? Like, for example, you could say I want to trade. Right. That's one thing. But I'm talking about the real player empowerment. Right. Not just boycotting the game, you know, one game or tweeting on social media when a black kid gets shot by the police get shot by the police it's about exercising your freedom to the fullest extent like what we saw with Kyrie Irving do you really think that the NBA is just putting on this facade of being a player empowerment league or is it really a player empowerment league you know I think my answer is going to tie into the answer to this question is more of you know I think to answer the question, it is a player empowerment league, but we live in a society where we have we are way more surveillance than ever before. Um, everyone knows that every move, every single thing we click on on our phones and on the internet, um, and nobody um, can say anything. Uh, a billionaire 
barely speaks. If he comes out and says what's really on his mind, he probably lose that billion dollars because that billion's coming from other sources, not coming from his hard work and what he's done. It's all all this money that's arriving on people's doorstep is, is coming from different places. And if people don't agree with what your mindset is, or people don't have the the mass appeal of others um, backing that, they take that money away. They take your power away. And that's just how everything is. Not just in uh, sports, politics, everything. Every, when someone has an unpopular opinion amongst the masses, a bunch, a large portion of people, your power, your money, your anything, your source of income gets taken away. It's quick, fast, and hurry. Uh, you know, a, a thing about the play empowerment, play empowerment, empowerment movement when we talk about Kyrie Irving was that he had an unpopular opinion and everyone was against it. Everybody from the players, the fans, the teams, the owners. It wasn't just one particular person. It wasn't just like, oh, Adam Silver threw the book at him because he didn't like the way he thought. It was everybody that was against Kyrie Irving. And that's a lot of um, flack to get. A lot of flack. And people took away his right. No one said he was a horrible basketball player. No one said anything about his skill. But they said his off-ball antics, well, quote-unquote, his off-ball antics, his, his uh, what he see, preaches out there is dangerous behavior amongst other people who may be radical, who may, be, who may act upon what he just said, who may be like, I agree with you, Kyrie. We got to do this and got to do that. And now when they do those things, they say, yeah, it's, it's because of Kyrie Irving. So that's something that people are cognizant of. And companies that pay him millions of dollars or close to billions of dollars, the teams that, that are, are paying him as well to play on a basketball team, they got to face that heat because it's like, all right, that's your basketball player. Why aren't you saying anything? Why aren't you doing anything? And sometimes a lot of these actions are premature. These things happen before anything happens. But that's just how things are. You rather, you know, it's funny because it's like a lot of these teams, I, I compare them to like the police because it's rather you get there too late after things happen and or you do it way before it happens. And it's never a happy medium. It's rather you're way too late or he didn't do anything wrong. There's wow. no happy medium. And anything that happens. And it's, it's crazy because I'm a firm believer that police only arrive when things are too late. After something happened, after something has committed, they never prevent anything from happening. It's never a prevention. It's always after something has happened. And in this particular case, any sports team, they try to limit, prevent anything from ever even reaching that point. But even a hint or thought that could come about like that, they cut it, they nip it in the bud. They're like, nah, suspension. Get out of here. Like, cancel. Like, you're not doing none of that. Because it looks bad upon the leagues, any league, if they allow it to continue to go. One particular case before I end off real quick. Um, in baseball, um, there was a player, I forgot his name, but Josh Donaldson called him Jackie Robinson. And it was a derogatory term because other players took it as a disrespect. You're disrespecting our our, our baseball player, our player, because you're calling him Jackie Robinson. That's not his name. His game is not the same. He does there's nothing in correlation besides skin color. And you, been, you you took it upon yourself to be disrespectful to call him Jackie Robinson. And at that point, when they called him that, it was all over the media. The next time they played, they were hitting the guy with baseball. They were, they was actually hitting Josh Donaldson and try targeting that hurt him because of his comments, because of things that were happening. So, you know, in, 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 in a lot of different instances, we live in a society where we're very fragile because we're very cognizant of where, where we all are from, right? And we're very fragile, but also that – we can't say the same things we said even in the early 2000s. We is no longer able to say that because people are quick to comment on it, quick to say, you can't say that. I don't care how you feel. You can't target this particular group of people. And I'm but going my, against my all question, of that. Though, and I don't mean to cut you off. And everything that you said was really good insight. My question is, where did the shift happen where you could have said certain things, even if it was not intended to harm people, 
from a verbal standpoint, where did the shift come and who laid down the law? Personally, I, I think that a, a, a part of the cultural shift in regards to what, what can be said if we even remove sports from this equation, but just as a cultural shift on social media, when social media became a platform, because you think about it, before social media, you was on the phone with your friends, you was talking about it, no one had access to it, you weren't putting it on your lives, you weren't tweeting about it, you weren't doing any of that. So I think who created social media. That's the thing. It's like became alive on print, on publication. Then you had to attain ownership. Even if you tweeted in the middle of the night when you're drunk, or if you went on live in the middle of the night when you was mad, it is now alive and living for the remainder of existence, as long as it's on the internet, right? So that's when ownership became a very black and white in regards to what Zay was saying. Uh, it became a, a it became more of a, not that you've lost your power in it, but you have to maintain the power that which you have. And your larger, the larger your platform, <laughs> the more responsibility you got. So you can't just be on the phone with your friends like you were in the 90s talking about this girl that you like, because now you said it online, right? And so that is where I think the big shift happened in regards to what can be said and what cannot be said simply because of the, the social media feature. For me, real quick, I think it, the shift happened, not to get political, when Donald Trump became in office. Because that man was saying a lot of different things. A lot of different things. that it, it just shifted everything. Everything from that moment on, everybody was rather, yeah, I agree with this. Or, well, hell, this man is out of his mind. And it was, unfortunately, a split. It wasn't just like, oh, 70, 80% of the country was like, nah, this is crazy. It was like a 50% was like, He's saying some crazy. He's saying some craziness, but I agree with it. And then the other fifty was like, he's saying some craziness, and he needs to get put out of office completely. He needs to be in a mental institution. This man's too crazy to be saying these things in that nature. And that's where it, where everything happened. Where you can't post certain things on on Twitter and things of that nature because he was getting, I believe, he had per, like a permanent ban on Twitter at one particular time. He couldn't <laughs> say anything. He couldn't do anything. Like, it, it was a craziness at one particular time. Before you could be able to say whatever you want, Instagram, Twitter. And there was like the community guidelines were there, but it wasn't as like, yeah, you're suspended. You can't be on there. But after once Donald Trump got on there and he started going on his tirades, that's when they started like, you're you're permanent. You can't get on here no more saying this stuff. The guidelines were like super, super strict. You couldn't say anything in any nature. You can't have freedom of speech. That's basically what it comes down to. Because look, I'm a type of individual. I am the belief, and I said this before, that you can say what you want. Now, obviously, I don't lay down the law, so some of the things that you say is going to come back, right? And depending on what you say, right, you need to be careful. Like, I can't just walk in the street and say, I'm going to blow up the palace. <laughs> like, I'm going to go to jail for that. So there's a limitation there. Like, that's why I always ask on the show, on every show I do, talking about things like this. What is the limitations on freedom of speech? Mm-hmm. Right? Because if your own president of your country is getting banned on social media, there's something wrong with the country, not the president. Someone with the country, all right? Because he didn't get elected by himself. Who elected him? Number one, there's something with the country, something with the system. For the president of the United States to be banned from Twitter and social media, think about that, folks. Something with that. And to be honest with you, I disagree. I think the plan was already put in place before Trump. Trump, actually, with Trump, you saw a lot of people not being afraid to be who they were. Whether or not I agree with it or disagree with it. Like, of course, I'm black. I'm always going to promote black excellence, not racism. 
but he yeah. made a lot of people felt like come out of the woodworks. Like this is how I feel. This is my truth, and I must stand by it. Whereas now you have a bunch of phonies, and that's why I told people before they voted for this clown in office right now named Joe Biden. Would you rather? And this is the problem I have with society. We love what we hear more than we love what we see. Tickle, tickling the ears. And, and that's the thing. When you talk about Joe Biden, I'd rather you be uh, a guy that's up front with your politics like Trump. Tell me the real deal. Tell me <laughs> who you are rather than lie, say I'm not black if I don't vote for you, and be a practical liar, okay, which Joe Biden is. Mm -hmm. So that's the problem here, too. I actually think Trump actually did help show a lot more than what we are currently going under, you know, dealing with, with Joe Biden. It's a totally different time. And now under him, with all the laws he signed, you could tell why this no homo comment is actually going to get fired because he signed certain executive laws that really don't promote you saying anything out of line. Whereas Trump, you know, you already know Trump politics. He's not for that. He's pro-life. You you already know that. Like there's two different, two different um societies we live in under these presidents. Trump already said, I'm not for abortion. This, that, and the third, I'm pro-life. So he's not with that side of the world. Whereas Joe Biden, he's definitely looking out on that side. Mm -hmm. So I actually think it's the other way around, but sure, I'll I'll give you the mic. I think, I think I I'm saying confusion is a mother of acceptance if you can confuse people enough they will accept anything right we have gone into we have gone into a, a realm i should say i don't know if cern opened up this wormhole or who did it but i can tell you what this collider this everything is colliding into each other what's right what's wrong what's i mean we have so many again this is you know we're talking sports here we're also talking just politics and culture which i love and that's why i'm so happy to be on your show tonight with you guys um because these these do collide right because athletes are not supposed to talk politics and they're not supposed to dive into you know their own thought process about you know social media and and what can be said and what can be said and you're not supposed to say anything Kyrie you're not well that's not true you just have to say it now with with like you know like we were saying like zay was saying uh with 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 uh, an understanding that this can actually cause more damage than if it were just you on the phone with your homies and so right now we're confused we're confused with with gender and we're confused with uh with um which teams to even like i couldn't tell you if i wanted to go for philly or san fran because you know why the raiders weren't playing <laughs> but I was confused. But I say that tongue in cheek because I do I do have to understand that right now we never talked about what are your pronouns. We never talked about that. We never talked about all these things that are confusing people as a whole. Not because they don't want to understand it, but they are confused by what I can say, what I can't say. Do I call you this today or do I call you that? And that's because again we have stepped into some like I said in, as a lead off into this point is what have we opened up that we cannot understand we are so confused that we're just accepting anything i don't accept that forty thousand dollar fine and we can move on to a different topic from here if you'd like but i don't accept that because i personally from a critical standpoint i don't see where the harm was done absolutely and 
my last point on this is when you talk about the term more than an athlete, because that's a term that gets thrown around to these, you know, professional players. I'm more than an athlete, right? And these organizations, these corporations support that narrative. I'm more than an athlete. Okay, cool. If I'm more than an athlete, why can't I attend to the people that think the way how I think and be the voice of them if it goes against the establishment? Right? right. You get what I'm saying here? Why could I cop shoot a black man in the street? Black Lives Matter. Go on Twitter. You know, you got the podium to talk about it. Right? They give you the podium. LeBron James, you get the podium. They always went to LeBron James. He's the gatekeeper and all that. They go to LeBron James. Speak. I want to hear you speak about this. But when it comes to Kyrie Irving in that documentary, and I bet you a lot of people didn't even watch that documentary. They had a reaction to even watch it. How are you reacting? Never watch a documentary in your life. What are you right. reacting to? Okay? Right. So if you watch a documentary, it was more on the pro-black side. Now, could have been sequences in that documentary that could have been taken as a shot. Now, I won't even say a shot, but as a Jew, you could take it the wrong way. Sure. But if it's promoting blackness, I'm not going to lower my frequency to make you feel good. Because yeah. I'm there to get that message to me in a certain way. Not to harm you, but for it to fulfill my spirit in a different way. So if Kyrie Urban can't go and post that and he gets suspended, then he is just an athlete. If he can't say, you know what, I don't want to take the shot, right, for whatever reason. And he did came out and say, I want to be the voice of the people who think like me, who can't work because they don't want to take the shot. Yeah. He should have the freedom to make that choice. But the reality is you are only more than an athlete when you say things that falls in line with the agenda of society and where society is and where it's headed. Wow. I have to say, I I do like, and it's in the wee hours, it's in the little Stradamus hours, and we do know that it can get lit in these hours, but I do like how you said, um, I promote Black excellence. It's not Black racism. I'm not the, in, in, in Black racism, we actually have this co construct that we are now racist as Black people. I, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around that, but that we can go off and do a topic on that forever. So what was good is bad. What is bad is good. What is bitter is sweet. What is sweet is bitter. And that's just the times we're living in. And that is the confusion of these times. But to acknowledge Black excellence will never be something to go and ban the color purple um, in books that are, are really needed to remember our history. Because if you don't remember your past, you're condemned to relive it. And so those things, to take those, in fact, like Zay said, uh, mentioned, when Donald Trump was in office, when he said, take them books out of here, critical race theory is a no-no. And those things left. And then now we have books that are completely banned. And if they're found in your home, you can get arrested for it. Why? Because of acknowledging your Black excellence? No. So we're in a world, and this is, again, this is it could be as easy as this. It's just that it is very confusing. And to acknowledge the confusion is not to, to be unaccepting of it. It's to acknowledge that it's confusing, period. It doesn't mean I, I don't want to understand more. I don't want to grow in my knowledge. It just means that this is very confusing. And you need to allow me as an individual to wrap my mind around it, whether I do or not agree with it. And whether I do or not agree with it, there's a bridge. And you land on dissent. And dissent is where two people can have totally different thought processes, but come to an understanding that we can agree to disagree. And that's where this cultural divide is happening right now. It's very, very, very lost. lost. Absolutely. And this is my last point on this. And if anybody got one more take, 
as far as this topic is concerned, by all means, I would say, damn, I'm losing my train of thought here. <laughs> um, here we go. My last take on this is that I think when you talk about, I'm losing it again. I don't know why I'm just losing it today, right? Um, subscribe to the channel though. While I get my thought again, you know, like subscribe to the channel if you like what you heard so far. All right, boom. I think I remember it now. Basically, what I'm saying is that, um, God, yo, yo, this is crazy, yo. Anyway, Zay, I'm gonna pass it back to you for one more. And hopefully, it come back to me. Zay, have you heard this saying? They say when you forget, it's your ancestors protecting you from saying something that might. <laughs> Maybe they are. They probably don't like. It. They probably they're like, gonna shut you down in a minute, man. You keep it up, bro. No, what what I what I heard was, uh, you know, when we forget things, it's often because it's so much. It it comes from a place of so much importance that we emphasize it way too much and uh we forget it because we put so much thought into it. It's like cramming for a test. You put so much emphasis on the test, uh, and you try to remember this information, you just lose it that quick in an instance. Um, I say this, you know, I think we live in, in like I said, a society where it's very fragile. There there is a lot of hurt people out there, and they're they're um silencing themselves and anytime that somebody voices their opinion and voices something that they have that's on their mind it traumatizes a lot of different people not in purpose like purposeful like someone's doing it to them purposely but they have so much like trauma that's unhealed a lot of people are so unhealed in this world and they take everything to offense not understanding where it's coming from not understanding the origin where it it chooses to come from and they don't want to hear anyone out they just want to be heard and um, there's a lot of people in this world that's like that. And unfortunately, we are living in a time where all of these unhealed people are speaking, not listening to anything else, just speaking and letting it speak. And I think, you know, you have to allow not you don't have to, but it's better for those people to just feel heard, because at that point, they'll begin to understand, because at that, at this point, all they want to do is just speak, 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 and they're not going to hear anything. And it's just going to create more chaos, more tension and just more confusion all around. You have to allow unhealed people to speak and let them drain themselves out and then once they drain themselves out they'll begin to ear to hear because their ears will finally open and their mouths will finally be too tired to speak so well, a- i do got one more i i remembered it and i forgot it again and then i remembered it again all right so real quickly here right i'm not sure because i haven't listened to like radio rap in a long ass time like i don't listen to radio rap i listen to like you know the classics maybe a couple underground guys but i don't listen to the radio so i don't know but i figure you can't go saying this comment that cam thomas said on the radio i'm pretty sure no homo anything that's homophobic you can't say i'm pretty sure based on how society is trending okay if that's the case why is it that hip-hop artists are allowed to say i'm gonna shoot your mama i'm gonna shoot you um i'm gonna take your whole family everybody sitting on the couch why are they allowed to say that why are they not getting fined for that? Why is that okay? Why is that being pushed? Why is that being promoted? But this right here is a 40K fine. But this right here cannot be on the mainstream radio. But this right here cannot be pushed. Why is it? I'm not saying it's right to push these narratives. Don't get me wrong. Don't try to cancel your boy. Don't try to cancel me. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying, why is that that? And why is this this? I don't think there's anything un- that that's cancelable about that because it's a question. And again, in society, we can't get lost in the fact that people have questions. That is not an acceptance. That is a question, and I find it a very fair one. Why is that? The f- why is the fact that we can say certain things? I, I can I can I can I can only give to you what I what I know, what I personally experienced. For instance, um, if you type something in and you 
about racism onto Instagram and you're like, uh, you a simple phrase as, you know, um, like, why were they saying the N word, blah, blah, blah. What'll happen is you won't be able to finish it. They say this, it'll give you an alert before you push send. It'll say, this looks like derogatory. And it's like, wait, what? I'm just saying why, I'm just calling out racism. And so it stops it there. Um, but in a lot of ways, I think what's happening is it's just like, why can't you go to the store <clears throat> and buy produce for, you know, a dollar for 50 cents and go, why, why can't you go to McDonald's and buy, you know, a, a whole meal for under five bucks? Why? Because it keeps you unwell and it keeps you in, it keeps the powers, the, the powers that be in business. And this is one of those thoughts. But if you're cheating society, how, if you're teaching society how to do well, how to, how to to love each other, respect each other. That's why they call that underground hip hop. Every artist that ever preached love, whether it was poor righteous teachers, whether it was diggable planets, whether it was Nas, they typically, well, Nas kind of gets over, over, but like, um, you know, Tribe Called Quest, they typically stay underground because they were preaching healing yourself, right? But when you're not preaching that, you're not you're not keeping the the corporations in business. And then, and from what I gather, the a lot, at least in the 90s, a lot of the music industry had stock in the prison system. So it was a business venture to keep you talking about guns and drugs so you people can keep going into their system. And that's, you can find right there on, you know, on, on public knowledge and on, you know, Google or whatever transcripts. So we had a problem with the prison systems being in cahoots with the music industry, whatever, whatever, uh, um, you know, whatever music industries or whatever um, labels they were that is a problem because then they're going to say make this music because it keeps people in crime shooting a person keeps people doing crime because it's not the artist that's listening to it it's their fans which is their big platform and we said once you have a large platform you are responsible in essence for what's going to come out of it and they're not slapping the hands of, of the shoot yourself shoot the face and keep the rocks in your socks they're not doing that and that's a problem that should be fun Absolutely. And as we make this segue into the last little topic that we have here, I would say this. NBA, get your act together. You cannot call yourself the Player Empowerment League and find Cam Thomas 40K for saying the words you see it at the bottom of your screen. Anyway, let's move on here because we all know the Super Bowl was on Sunday, yesterday to be exact. And there was a lot of theatrics that went on during, before and after. And I want to talk about, you know, our reactions to the Super Bowl halftime performance and commercials, you know, a commercial that stood out. And, yeah, I'm going to go around the panel, started with you, Shaw. Talk to her brother. Oh, man. You know, I'm a big sports person. My favorite sport, as you, as you acknowledged, is basketball. I spend my free time, you know, shooting hoops, wishing that I was a Laker. And when <laughs> I wish I was a Laker, I wish that I was a Raider. And it's never going to happen. So anyways, my teams weren't in, in in the building. I didn't watch. And here's why I didn't watch. I watched a little bit of the game. But I, I was mentally, when I'm not there, I can't really focus on a, on a game or a show or anything. And I, I, I'm just, in my personal life, just working on some things. So I had the game on, but I wasn't watching it. I watched the good, the good parts. But I did have to say, and I'm just going to be forthcoming and honest, I made a stance not to in fact watch the halftime show and here's why 
The reason why I did not want to watch the halftime show is not because I don't want to see a black woman do her thing on the halftime show. But what I what I I didn't identify with wanting to be possessed by a person that says that they serve the devil. Rihanna on several occasions it says I'm a Satan worshiper. I am a child of God. I love Jesus more than you can know Yeshua Hamashiach. And uh, I found I find that if someone would go on TV and say F your mama, I'm not gonna watch them either. So why would I do that if that's how they feel about about my Lord and Savior? So I made it a point not to watch it. And then I knew that because she does work with certain groups and certain certain uh, camps that they're big in what people some people call the Illuminati or the occult. And so I didn't want to watch that and kind of look at it and have to sacrifice my eyes seeing some stuff like a Travis Scott concert because really a lot of that stuff is spiritual warfare. And I don't think that most people understand that, you know, and, and, and then since we're on, since we're doing the collab and this is WTF slash 99, we can talk about it, but like, nah, of I, course, say what's on your mind, man. You know me, man. I'm the real little. We can get real yeah, deep. <laughs> that's why I love it. And I, and yeah, so I do, I think that in, in me being Christ follower, definitely not a person that's like, you know, religious person i don't wear the cross because i pray to this thing i wear it because it's nice jewelry and i love it the cross is a symbol of death so it's not like jesus just destroyed the cross so it's not like that and that's why i think a lot of people go rihanna's cool she wears a cross it doesn't really hold any weight the only thing that holds weight in my opinion is the name of jesus and that's it everything else is just kind of like you know jewelry every people that i know that have said they serve the devil wear that but what i did see on the morning of the Super Bowl was her wearing a, a shirt and it said control minds and it was upside down cross and I go oh for sure I'm not watching it it's blasphemous at this point there's a lot of artists that are blasphemous and I think that I from what I gather Jay-Z has a big hand in being able to to book the the entertainment for um the NFL yeah and everything that he says and I'm listening to in this album I love Jay-Z I loved him so much right. but he does not he does not proclaim Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior. He just mocks God, and I don't. It's like, I, again, someone said, F your mama. I'm not listening to you. I'm not talking to you, and I'm going to step away. So that's, I don't I don't associate with, with, with that crowd. And I did in a lot of ways in the past, but I have learned a lot more by diving into understanding just what signs and symbols are. And I see a lot of things from my research that says they don't rock with the same kind of thing I do. So I didn't support it. Absolutely. You touched on a lot of things that I definitely want to expand on, especially with Jay-Z and his partnership with the NFL. I'm going to touch on that in a minute. But um, you talked about the performance and uh, the theatrics that was going on. I know you saw the Grammys and that was another another crap shoot. You actually had Satan out here dancing. You know what I'm saying? On the stage. I, I mean, that's it. I didn't watch that either, job, but go ahead. Yeah. I, 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 you I, don't get fined for that. You find 40K for saying no homo. But yeah, you gotta have people dress up as Satan dancing on a stage and doing all this, you know, you know, crazy stuff, and they don't get fined for that. Yo, the world amazes me, bro. But I do want to touch on the Jay-Z partnership with the NFL because you know what? Thinking back on it, I probably should have skipped. I probably should have skipped the halftime show, to be honest with you. Um, my moral code, I was not thinking about that yesterday because, um, you know, I'm a type of dude, you know, I love football. I love the NFL. And there have been a lot of things that I've given up as I got older and wiser. Things that I'm like, really, I really shouldn't be getting into. That's not the number one priority. For some reason, when it comes to the NFL, NBA, and, and boxing, those sports right there, I just can't give it up. 
right? Especially on Super Bowl Sunday. So, I, you know, I sat there, I watched the halftime show, but really I shouldn't have because a lot of people don't realize that when Jay-Z partnered with the NFL, and I've been very vocal, I made three videos at that time when it first happened, when he decided to partner with the NFL. We moved past the nearly, you know? Um, who are you to say that? Jay-Z, you're my guy. You know, you're my rapper. Like, you're the GOAT of all GOATs as far as rapper to me, right? But who are you to say, like, we moved past the kneeling? Because I didn't say that. I kneel when I pray, right? Like, we didn't move past the kneeling. And when he did that partnership, a lot of people, it went under the radar, right? Yeah. Um, And he partnered with Roger Goodell, not because they wanted to change their way of handling business and the way how the Colin Kaepernick situation ended. They did it because they saw opportunity. They saw capitalism. If I could get Jay-Z, who's this billionaire, to work with me and get my performances up there and have these great performances, then guess what? It's going to sell more tickets. It's going to get us more revenue, more ratings. And for you to realize that and know that, because you, Jay-Z, you, you know why they try to partner with you. For you to make that deal, it really sold this out in a way. And um, I probably shouldn't have watched Rihanna perform last night. I mean, it was a good performance. Don't get me wrong. Her catalog is crazy, underrated. But at the same time, I probably should have stood it out based on everything I know. But go ahead, Zay. You know, I think there's a lot of points I was just, like, spoken about just now. Um, You know, I think... Uh, what Shar was saying is very funny. Not funny. It's actually very um, eerie how my family was saying the same exact thing um, during the Super Bowl. How he, um, they, they're now putting it in plain sight uh, about the devil, about the same worshiper. And, you know, they're playing it as a joke or they're saying it like, oh, it's just a performance, just entertainment. It's, they're putting it in plain sight. And my, my father was very adamant about that. He was saying, like, you know, they're putting it in plain sight now before – it, it used to be like, oh, no, we think this, think this, or we think that. But now it's more of like, what are you really going to do about it now? Like, people are dumb now. You know, they're not really focusing on where it's at with this, the, the worshiping of Satan and uh, like how people are really just doing whatever as they please. And corporations are doing as they please. And nobody's really doing a thing about it or saying anything about it. So that's kind of like what I'm seeing when I, when I, after my uh, father mentioned it. I was like, oh, wow, he's actually 100% correct. This is exactly what's going on, and nobody's saying a thing. This is interesting to say the least. Um, you know, I did see the Rihanna performance. You know, it was like during that halftime, it was like a big thing in the household actually to see her perform. But um, you know, I think you know it's it's a lot of points where a lot of these performances, like all these like devils and all this like red um pyro and all the other stuff and all these lyrics, it's just like all right, like now what what is what are you really trying to hint at? What are you saying? Like, it can't just be a performance because there's, there's no heavenly performances out there. No one's praising Jesus and, and you don't see the white lights everywhere and everyone walking in white, walking on water everywhere. Like, it's not, we're not seeing that. Like, so what are we, what what, what kind of, um, what are you trying to do now? Like, it's it's kind of, well, not kind of, it's very disrespectful, first and foremost, that you're just doing it in plain sight as if it's just a TV show. As if it's like, come on, like, it's it's everywhere now. It's not just one place. It's in almost every TV show, every cartoon. There's a devil. You don't see Jesus everywhere. You don't see you know, the Heavenly Father anywhere, like, it's yeah, it's getting right. it's getting interesting how all of that is, is playing out. Um, You know, I think the entertainment part of it, to see Rihanna perform, we understand, like, her in her career, good artist, but the message that's being portrayed is, is getting to the point, it's getting very ridiculous. Um, You know, it's, it's now, it's, it's blatant. Now people need to wait, like, actually, literally, not just like, oh, I'm woke. You need to wake up and see exactly what is being shown in front of you. Um, 
I, I don't think people are understanding what's happening on a nightly, on a daily basis, nightly basis, what's being shown on social media and everything else. There's a, there's a literal message that's going around on social media to deteriorate many families, to break them apart, and to worship Satan. It's, it's like that on an everyday basis, and it's, it's getting ridiculous. Say so you open up a can of worms. I'm going to say something here that is probably going to be very controversial, and I'm going to put a disclaimer, a friendly disclaimer before I say it, right? So things don't get taken out of context. Me personally, I accept everybody. Those who know me really know me. Those who know me know me. If you don't know me, you don't know me. And a lot of y'all don't because I have very few friends. I keep a tight-knit circle, right? But those who know, know. Know that I accept people from all over. Different religions. Different races. Right? I don't care, you know, um, gay or not gay. I have gay friends, you know. Um, I have family members who I love dearly who I would go to war for, who practice that lifestyle, you know? So me, I'm a type of person, if you are a good dude, good woman, whatever, if you vibe with me, I vibe with you. That's how I roll. I don't look at anything else other than the connection spiritually and mentally. That's it. But I would say this. The way how everything is worded and the reason why it's a perfect segue, what we talked about earlier, with Cam Thomas and the no homo comment and everything and the agenda, it falls in line with this agenda. And I think the reason why, Zay, you said they open with it now. Why weren't they open with it before? That's because this agenda of what we talked about before got pushed. And that was a gate to open up this new agenda of, okay, everything falls in line. I worship you know who. And this is the type of lifestyle that comes with that. Not everybody, because not everybody know that. Some people, that's how they feel. Like, I want to, you know, indulge with somebody that look like me because that's how, you know, that's how I feel. That's my feeling today. And that's cool. But a lot of people, or the people, the powers that be, is using that as a way to bring us to what we are seeing today. The evolution of, say, we, listen, we are trending towards a satanic country. Before this used to be a Christian country. It used to be, I pledge allegiance to the flag. You know what I'm saying? And you mentioned God in that joint. Now I was like, oh, we're not going to mention God no more. The church is not about God. It's about we. And now it's about this. Right. We are heading towards being a satanic country, bro. And I don't and, think we realize that. And 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 Jalil, Lil Sudamas, you nailed it. And I think that's why we see an uptick in certain behaviors. And I, I want to, I want to, because you said that, I want to give you a scripture that I found in the book that I love to read um, called the Bible. And it's in second Peter three, three, four. And it says, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, where's the promise of his coming? And since the fathers fell asleep, all these things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. So what, what I'm, what I'm seeing is like, there's scoffers mocking like, yeah, Jesus ain't coming back. Yeah, God ain't real. You have no idea how many times I hear that. And then we have a whole mayor of this city. I believe it's in Texas or somewhere. Um, I don't want to, don't quote me on that, but they're trying to remove the Bible from the state because the Bible talks about adultery and, and fornication and these things within the, the scripture itself. Acknowledgement. It's not encouraging it, but within the scripture, we know that the Bible is a book that is, has everything that we need to, you know, that, that, that would have ever happened or will happen. 
And so they're saying that the Bible, nope, we need to remove that Bible. So right now, if we can, if we can remove scripture, make it make it seem like it is not inclusive. This is why we get the, the word non-inclusive. That didn't happen. That wasn't a word last year. Just like fake news jumped on board when Donald Trump was in office. These things are, it's an uptick in, 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 in whoever they are that is pushing the agenda. Why are there so many? And, and do your jobs, people. Take it up with the Lord because God loves all of us. I don't care how ratchet or what we do with our lives. If we are still living and breathing, I truly believe that God wants us to find His Son's His Son Jesus's feet and 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 be saved. Truly, that's the only reason why I sent Jesus to die. So that's my belief. But like, why all of a sudden are we seeing an uptick in having, uh, let's say, a drag queens come and read uh, thongs on chairs? in the middle of eight and nine in the morning reading to children. No one's asking porn stars to come read to the children. No one has ever a is asking the, the strippers to, to leave the rhino and come read to the children. Why is it this? The, you know, is why, why? That's a real big question. Why are we doing this right now in the, in the last year and a half? Are we inviting drag queens to school? This is happening in Canada, okay? I just don't see it. I don't, I've never seen them go, we're gonna have porn stars come read to the, or sex, adult sexual entertainers. It just never happens. Teachers are losing their job because they can't afford to teach because they don't get paid enough and they have an all fans account. But we have drag queens coming here. So like I said, this is not my, it's not a career talk, but if we're talking about what's moral and what's immoral, we have to have these discussions. Why is this allowed? What's the agenda and why the uptick? Absolutely. And I think for me, when you think about everything from a broad perspective, it feels like this world is ramping up towards a direction. Like everything is just ramping up. Like I could feel it. Like yeah. when you talk about certain laws that's being passed, right? I'm not going to go in depth into those laws. I'm pretty sure we know we are aware of the situation, but there's a lot of laws that's being passed. There's a lot of promotion of certain things on television, music, TV, award shows, Super Bowl halftime shows. It's like everything is ramping up at a faster pace to lead us into one direction wherever that direction is headed, a lot of people will say new world order. That's a term that was used way back then. And it's funny because you hear politicians use that exact word. Sometimes mm -hmm. they disguise it as the great reset. Some people actually say, like I heard Biden say, we are heading towards a new world order, right? So things that were looked upon as conspiracy talk and slogans back then is now being used by politicians. And it's like, now I see how all things are playing out and why they're playing out. Now it all makes sense. So those same people that you were shunning, oh, you a conspiracy radical theorist, whatever, certain things are starting to show itself now. And now it just comes to what game are you willing to play? If you're a player, even though you're playing a game, what real game, mental game are you willing to play? If you're a regular dude named Tommy up the street, what game are you willing to play and ready to play? Everybody got to realize we're getting trying to play, bro. And it is what it is. Right. Any last words? I'm going to go around the panel for any home run hitters. Zay, I, I'm going to start up with you. I want to get the home run out of the park right now for oh, the ball that you passed, right, that you untossed over. And mm -hmm. it's that this is a wonderful way to start the conversation. I understand. And this is our job as analysts, as as being being able to objectively – I think both of you do a wonderful job at, at it. I sometimes, 
I have a podcast I can pour my objectives into, my logic, my thoughts, my stats, my feelings into. So that's just who I am. But I think that you guys have a really, really, both of you have to do a wonderful job in finding the objective and just speaking about it in a way where it can continue the conversation. And I think that a lot of our media is this a full stop in a lot of ways. It goes, here's what we're looking at. Bam, you got to do this. And this is, I, 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 what I'm saying is I hope that this kind of media continues because what was said in the past that was looked upon, like Jalil just said, as theoretical, was a person who was actually looking and reading and saying, oh, this is what's going to happen next because I'm listening, rather than watching mainstream media where everything is on script most often, which is not a, you know, it's it's more like sometimes that's just what we need to talk about that day at, at, on the mainstream media. But these outlets of people who are gathering their intel from reading and from studying and from, you know, from investigating, these things are bought here. And I think it's a wonderful avenue. 99 Pat Pot does that wonderfully, uh, is to bring in a thought process outside of that. It's refreshing. And although at times, yes, it can be cringy, it can be unnerving, it can be scary what we can realize is that we do have the objective to think for ourselves you cannot find your thought process even if you physically can find it you still have to stick to your guns because right now we are trending in a way that if you're not following everybody's like your mom would say when you're young if your friends go jump off a bridge you gonna do it and i'm not i'm definitely not i just don't i never wanted to dress like anybody i never wanted to talk if somebody's doing that i want to do the opposite so I, I encouraged people to think for themselves and to be that kind of one that, you know, be led when it's when it when it's in the right direction and your heart tells you that. Otherwise, be critical because right now there is an agenda. We all feel it. We all know whether you're a believer, whether you're not, whether you just kind of feel something. I think I personally feel and I've said it with my friends and people I love that I feel like you know that that there will be a rapture and jesus is coming it sounds crazy but so does identifying with a smurf and my son's friend did it in school and i was like you gotta be kidding me so it's funny right we laugh at it but that's what he said i identified so they made him call call him that that day so this is just where we're in so yeah it does sound crazy that i believe the rapture would happen but so does a lot of things and we have to go ahead and love each other even if they're identifying with other with being anything that they want to be. It's not, that's not my judge. That's not my judgment. I only have to do understand this is I'm required to love humanity and to try to gently encourage and correct certain behaviors and just say that, you know, I believe that right now is the time to seek, seek Jesus, seek being safe, seek salvation and, uh, and not, not tread on the fine line of, 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 or tread on the line of, of uncertainty. You have to find, be hot or cold, but don't be lukewarm. And um, Zay, I, I had one more comment here. You know, I saw a report or like a video, I believe, on Fox News about Tony Dungy. And he responded to critics of the March for Life speech. He said, I'm pro-life and I should be able to say that. Mm. Like, it's funny how we have to fear our words and have to break down what we are going to say in our minds before we say it. Like we can't just, you know what I'm saying? Everything gotta be, it gotta go through a whole process, almost like a delivery, right? You yeah. know, you go, you wrap it up in a box, you send it to the address. Everything gotta go in our minds like that before we say it. And it's a shame that we have come to this place in society. 
you know, it's 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 a world where it's it's all become business, you know. And I think if it does, if it makes dollars, it makes sense. If it doesn't, then if it takes away money, then it don't make sense. And that's really where it's at with everything when it's uh, media publicated. When you're getting paid to be a media personality, you're being paid for this kind of nature, or you're you're um uh public figure in a sense. You know, you you can't say certain things because that that affects your pay, your payday, and affects other people's payday. So it, that that's really where it's at. It's about what makes us money and what loses us money. If it's losing us money, then we shouldn't be doing that. That doesn't make sense to do it. And that's that's where a lot of companies come from. And then that's where people get um, taken away from their opportunities they once were. And it, that's where really where it's at. It's not a, a humane or inhumane thing when we're talking about what's going on to the national media that's going on public i mean on national television to millions of people it's about where the money is where the money is at if what you're saying doesn't align with what makes us money then clearly there's a divide here and we can't continue this we need to make money and so that's that's just where really where it's at. i had to learn that the hard way i have to understand that the hard way um how i view a lot of different um companies how you view a lot of places of work a lot of places of just to sit and watch tv and stuff what you're consuming it's it's all money. It's all what you're consuming, what you're seeing on a daily basis makes money. And then whatever that looks crazy, whatever's being marked off as, oh, look at him doing this, look at him doing that. He's bugging out. That's because it's not making money. It doesn't make sense. So now it's gonna be painted as such. Where look at this, look at Tony Dungy, for instance. Look what he just said, and he's it's gonna be um, plastered all over the world, and to, to be uh, uh, made as a, a warning not to do these particular type of things. Because this is what makes you lose money because this is what's losing us money. Yo, Zay, I want to respond to that real quickly here before we depart. Because my friend, shout out to my guy, Kenny Smith. Not basketball Kenny Smith, but my boy, Kenny Smith. He texted me earlier and said something about Kanye West. And it said that. I'm not sure how accurate this is. Just, you know, throwing that out there. But Adidas is structuring the deal. What that? Shout out to Kenny, by the way. Yeah, that's my boy. Shout out to my guy, Kenny. I know he's going to be watching this, too. Adidas is structuring a deal to re-engage Kanye back into the brand. So if y'all don't know, Adidas has lost over $1.3 billion with their split with Ye, excuse me, Ye, not Kanye, Ye, less than four months ago. The reason why I bring that up is because you talked about how, you know, we need the money, right? Like, they, we need them, right? We, we need them to make the money. We come out of line, they take it out of our pockets. Well, Kanye West just did the same thing, right? He, he came out, spoke his piece. Oh, Adidas was like, word, take up my money. But they killed their pockets along with that. And now, if this report that my guy Kenny sent me is accurate, then guess what? They cut, they crawling back to Kanye. And now, if that's true, he get to speak his piece and make his bread. That's what I call the American dream, if you ask me. Being able to hold on to your moral code. Not sell your soul and able to live a good life and make your money because you know they need you at the end of the night. I'm going to have to go ahead and respond on to that because that says a lot louder to me than what I should have just expounded upon earlier. That this is that slave master, slave mentality. What happened was that slave thought, that slave master, if we would call it that, let's, don't cancel me for that. No, I didn't say that because then I will be canceled. But let's just say that was a slave master Adidas and they were saying we we're done with you. You've upset people. And they got rid of them. And they realized their pockets were empty, empty from that real powerful, you know, worker bee. Let's just call them. And then you have to call and get them back. This should tell us one thing. 
there is power in what we are and who we are, who our people are. We can't be told to sit down, shut up, and dribble the ball. Don't say anything about people's bank accounts. That is not anti-Semitic. We talked about this on this show. But you realize that you try to say to me that my my feelings and my thoughts were invalid, which did not tear anybody down. It was stating things. He had facts. He had paperwork. He was like, look, these are the names. And they still cancel them because they didn't want the darkness to come to the light, whoever they are. And so what that tells us is that we, in fact, can and could and maybe should think about ownership because when you own we we just show what we're capable of owning because if they if they're not messing with Kanye if if they, no one's buying it and that's I don't care what he said people get over that and they're like well he's done with you you're done with him I'm done with you and that just gave him a taste of their medicine imagine if the black owners own the leagues their money's gone. So let's actually hold their foot accountable into the flame and let's start buying up the, these businesses because this is telling me a lot more than just a little. It's telling me a whole lot that there's more power in us than in them. Absolutely. There's definitely more power with the people. The people have more power than the actual people that won the country and we use it. We don't use it. We don't band together and use it. That's why we For get told how society should operate and we don't create our own rules. Yeah. And I, use it, and I always say mm-hmm. this, too, because, I, again, I'm a Christ follower. Do everything with the fruits of the Spirit. That means love, patience, gentleness, kindness, self-control. Those are things that, that are good. It's not go out and be terrors. No one has to do that. That's not good for anybody. Imagine going around frantic all day because you're trying to make a change. Change can occur with structure, mm-hmm. with peace, with patience, with gentleness and understanding. Like, here's my power. Now, not only am I going to show you my power, but I'm going to show you why it's better to operate within this power, power with, within this power because when you're treating your employees right when you're kind to people when you're gentle when you're patient and when you're not thinking that you own them then you have a better run society that goes for the for the presidents the prime ministers the governors and mayors love joy peace patience kindness gentleness self-control we have lost that and when you lose that you lose the the health of a whole humanity Say you want to bring us on? Hey man, um, excuse me. Hey everybody. <laughs> so it's 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 uh the world we live in is mind what you say or get what you pre- treasure most taken away. Um, Kanye West getting brought back is because Adidas clearly underestimated how impactful Kanye West is. Yay, and his his impact on what brings in the money. Everyone knew Ye is a cash cow. That's why Adidas brought him in from Nike because they know he could bring in a lot of revenue. They got cocky and conceited, not understanding that that revenue wasn't going to last long. $1.3 billion in four months. They felt it where it hurt the most, and that's the pockets. I hope Kanye West takes it upon himself to just stay away from them and continue building his brand and what he's doing and making his money because that's what it's really all about, like we all stated, ownership. Sometimes you got to burn your pockets to burn theirs, bro. Sometimes when you see a bunch of snakes in the room and you don't want these snakes to get out and bite other people, you got to blow yourself up with these snakes in the room. Y'all got to go down together. You got to take one for the community. Not, That's what you got to do sometimes. Not all money is good, buddy. Let's, let's, let's understand that. If, it, if you go to sleep at night and you sitting around with, a, with all kind of load of cash and it ain't coming from a place where you feel comfortable with the decisions you're making, it ain't good. 
And that's the thing is like we are on this earth for a short time to make an impact of some kind. And that also that impact includes the impact that you have within your own life. If you're feeling crappy about decisions you're making or if you're just you're you're you're, you're sacrificing what it is, your beliefs, your morals, your just for the earthly gain and the earthly chip, you are lost. And I beg you to come back home because there is a life, in my opinion, that is an eternity that we have to look forward to. It goes several ways. So if you, you, we all, we all, we all can choose, right? But I, I I'm just, I, I beg people to really call out the snakes, like you said, the snakes in the grass, and they are there, and it ain't good because imagine this: I sign that check. Um, I come, I'm Kanye and I come back and sign that check and I go, ah, even though I don't want to, I need that money back because, you know, my Apple pay don't work. And then I go get my car and drive off from the office and I sign my check and die. What did it matter? It's temporary. Our time is temporary. Every, we don't know what's next. What we do know is what's now. And the decisions that we make have a lasting effect. And that is an eternity. What's, what do you choose? Absolutely. And with that being said, man, I think it's about time that we wrap this up. This great conversation, this great collaboration for the nation. We done did it. And I'm looking forward to doing more, you know, more collaborations like this and talking about stuff like this, because, you know, my mind and how my mind works. I hate having to botch and and box my mind into one avenue. I like to expand because I'm the man with a plan. (laughs) So it was a pleasure having you on. I'm looking forward to doing this again. This was a I thank you guys for having me on this evening. You know, I'm always very keen to talk to you, Jalil and Zay, finally to meet you and chat with you and, and hear your thoughts. I really I admire you, you guys. And um, and you're doing very well. Congratulations again on your show and have me back anytime. I will make space. Absolutely. We'll make that happen. And for those of y'all, like and subscribe once again to be notified of any new uploaded content that we have coming your way. And say, on to the next one, my guy. Peace. Oh, as always, y'all. You're now tuned in to your Midnight Marauder programming with your girl, Char Michelle. Please like and subscribe for all the up-to-date content. You've been slinging shows left and right, slinging content left and right. Please don't miss anything. If you do, like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a question, something you may want to answer, something you may have. All ideas are great ideas. Nothing's a dumb question.